Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. <laughs> Call the town, we got a stray. Welcome one and all to the Frank Zone. The Frank Zone here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Substitute show. We got a, we're here in the young person's radio slot. Uh, your usual host, uh, Colby Smith, is uh, still on his uh, his L.A. voyage. So he asked me, his best bud, Frank, the pug from the Men in Black franchise, to step in. I host a show all the time called uh, The Frank Zone, in which you, the listener, and I, the host, Engage in a conversation about how to live the good life. What does the good life mean to me? What does the good life mean to you? Let's talk about it this morning. Our number, 904-351-0729. If you want to talk to me, Frank, the character from the Men in Black franchise, who is an alien living in the body of a pug dog. An earth pug. We're opening the phone lines. And we're giving out advice today. We're doling out advice. I have lived a grand total of 400 years between two planets. That's my home planet, Remolian. And of course, here on Earth in New York City, in the body of a pug dog. Frank. Frank is my name. And this is the Frank Zone. So, if you have a, a thing you want advice on, uh, personal problems, if you're unlucky in love, if you need some travel tips, I've been all over. Ask me where to go on your honeymoon for spring break, uh, a weekend getaway, romantic or otherwise, or if you want some dynamite home decorating tips, you name it, I got advice for it here on the Frank Zone. 904-351-0729 is our number. And I give advice all the time. Just the other day, my mother called me from my home planet, Remolian. She and my stepdad are planning on moving out of Remolian City and into the country, finally retiring to live the life of leisure that they deserve after a lifetime of hard work. But they still have a few months left on the lease of their apartment. And they're going to Airbnb that bitch. And they said, Frank, how do we make the guest rooms nice? And I said, Mother, I got two words for you. And those two words are floral wallpaper. There is a designer. His name is Joseph Frank. He lives in Sweden. He makes very affordable floral wallpaper options to give the room a little life. Make it feel like springtime all the time. It's some floral wallpaper. I did this in my apartment. That's right, uh, in Tribeca. I live in Tribeca. We remember that from last time I subbed for this show. I live in Taylor Swift's building in Tribeca. She's my upstairs neighbor. 
And she never goes out. Real shut-in these days. Taylor Swift. Uh, she was gone for a little while. She was canvassing for progressive candidates in Tennessee. Which I think is cool. Otherwise, she's at home all the time. At our building in Tribeca. So call up with your questions at 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. I would also like to remind everyone, while I have your attention, that Radio Free Brooklyn has an app. It's available wherever you get your apps. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading its free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Put us in your pocket. Here on the Frank Zone with me, Frank. The working class pug dog from the Men in Black franchise. An alien living in the body of a pug. Now, I've been doing the Frank Zone for a little over a year now. Uh, uh, I've learned a lot over the course of uh, doing a radio show and podcast. Uh, and I would like to now introduce a figure that all podcasts uh, seem to have. Uh, uh, and that is a producer slash, slash assistant character that everybody just dumps on. All the time. Hollywood hand. But every, every Earwolf show. Here's my impression of every Earwolf show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to an Earwolf show. We've got uh, Darcy Carden is here from the good place. We're going to be riffing for a while. But first, there's an engineer in the booth, and he's a real dumb piece of shit. He's going to do very reasonable things like adjusting the mics or adjusting the levels. Or, like, playing files that we request for him to play. But we're still going to call him a huge dumbass every chance we get. Guys are going to come in, adjust the crane to make it easier for the guests to talk. And they're like, oh, here's Engineer Cody, everybody. What a dumb piece of shit. This fucking asshole. I can't stand him. I hope he dies. These comedians. Swear to God. Got to chill out. Chill out, this guy's... You wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for this guy. Or girl. All kinds of engineers out there. Anyway, so I, I need one of those. I need a, a producer that everybody can just dump on. Uh, so I got this real hopeless loser. Just a real no-talent slob. Here to produce the show for me now. Uh, please welcome... Tim Keck. Hey, Frank the Pug. <laughs> What's up, Tim? Uh, Wow, that was a brutal introduction. I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've been working behind the scenes for you for about a year now. Yeah, uh, hoping one day to earn my own Radio Free Brooklyn television, uh, not television oh, show. You want show. a Radio Free Brooklyn television show? I want a television show. I want to do a cooking show. That's my dream. That's why I've been. Uh, I heard interning for you would be the best spot. Um, yeah, best way to get to that. Uh, I got so a lot of pull for for a few years. I got a lot uh, of pull around here, Tim. Yeah, so. Um, sure, but yeah, that intro was cool. I'm, uh, I guess if this gets me close to my dream of cooking for the years of everyone in Brooklyn, then yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep doing it. You gotta that. pay your dues. Yeah. Pay I mean, your dues, Tim. And if, if I know anything about 
uh, the creative uh, industry, the media industry. It's that paying your dues means uh, getting abused at every turn by employers until you generate enough goodwill, hopefully, to one day uh, 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 get a little something for yourself. Yeah, it's interesting that the people on top are the only ones who want you to pay your dues. Yeah, you got to pay your dues. There's never anybody like in the mailroom going, well, I just have to pay my dues. And it'll all work out, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'll be able to get that writing job if I just pay my dues doing this You're thing in the that mail I room. do not want to do. Yeah, yeah. You debase yourself in every possible way. With every can of trash I dump out in the dumpster behind the building, I'm getting that much closer to my editing dream job. While they uh, dangle the carrot in front of you like you're some dumb shit horse. Well, that's what's happened to me. I am a dumb shit horse well, who's chasing that Radio Free Brooklyn carrot. Good for you, kid. You're on your way. You're on your way. I no, think I, I have something to say. Sh- I just think I have something to say. Oh, you do? Not now, but in oh, general, okay. I think I have something to say. I think I have something to share, and I want I want people to hear it. Just keep at it, kiddo. You'll get there. Thanks, Frank. 904-351-0729 is our number. If you have a, 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 so a question for me to give you advice on, 904-351-0729. In some personal news, I have some personal news to share. My voice career has continued to excel. Last time I hosted this show, I announced that I was doing the voice of Audrey Hepburn on an episode of You Must Remember This. And it went great. The right people. Let's just say the right people heard the episode. And I am now prepared to announce that I, Frank, the alien living in the body of a pug dog from the Men in Black franchise. Franchise! Holy shit! That was an accident and it rules! It's a beautiful accident. I'm writing it down. The franchise. That's what they should call the Men in Black franchise. The franchise. They know who the star is of that thing, baby. It's me, Frank, an alien in the body of an earth pug. Anyway, the right people heard the episode, and I have prepared to announce that I have recorded an album of sleep tapes. It's a little dry in the studio. That's right. You can now hear my voice for about 40 minutes over some ambient music. If you need help getting to sleep, you can buy the Frank the Pug sleep tapes. So let's give you an. Ex- so I just want to say that uh, whenever I, whenever I, whenever I did, uh, I was going into the studio to record the sleep tapes. I listened to uh, uh, the Jeff Bridges sleep tapes, which are one hundred percent real. And uh, I was like, well, I got to study these. So I listened to them, and they sound like this. Tapes imply 
recording, yeah. yeah. Sharing things. Sort of implies uh, you know, the past and the future. Things recorded in the past to share. Okay, so basically what I learned from studying the sleep tapes is uh, the way to make a good sleep tape is to make it deeply terrifying. It sounded like he opened a garage door at the very beginning. Yeah. Like that sound when you, like you, like it's not an electric one. He had to do it by hand. He like hand lifted his <laughs> garage door open. Yes. And, but they had something upside down. Yeah. And then had to figure it out. So <clears throat> you, apparently the way to make a good sleep tape is to make it really, really scary. So that's what I've tried to do, uh, uh, in mine. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share with you, uh, uh, a sample of that now. Here we go. sand. All the hermit crabs are dead! Continue to focus on the purple skies of Remolian. A smell begins to waft into your nose! A smell that can only be generated by a mouse caught in a trap. That was left there for months. In a corner of a closet that you never go in. The smell has seeped into your apartment. The walls, the furniture, your clothes. The clothes that haven't already been eaten by moths, that is. A door creaks. A stranger enters. Carrying a pair of jumper cables and a battery. A big car battery. He attaches two ones and the jumper cables to the battery. You watch him, but you can't move. You're immobilized. 
powerless. Somehow. You watch. And can do nothing. As the stranger attaches the jumper cables. To your head! And activates the battery. So by now you should be asleep. Everybody. Uh, that was a free taste. For the full, uh, for the full thing, you can go to franksleeptapes.gov. Check those out. But we're not just talking about the sleep tapes, are we? No! This is the Frank Zone. Something for Colb here on Radio Free Brooklyn. From 10 to 11 o'clock. Hosted by me, Frank. The pug dog alien from the Men in Black franchise. I'm here with my producer, Tim. All right, I'm just going to adjust the, the levels a little bit. Okay, thanks. You stupid son of a bitch. I hate you. Why would you do that? Oh, man. This guy's so fucking dumb. I swear to God, the other night we went out to dinner, just the two of us at a candlelit Italian restaurant. We didn't do that. And he ordered plain butter noodles. We didn't do that. It's so boring. I, I want to be a chef someday. I'm definitely way into fancier cuisine than... And butter noodles, but if I had my own show, I would definitely teach people how to make butter noodles for sure. This guy's a bunch of gray paint on the wall. I, I don't think so. <laughs> Nothing going on. I have plenty of things going on. I uh, just dump on him all the time because he's so boring and not interesting like me. There's the interesting, funny people, the hosts of Earwolf podcasts, and there are the dumb assholes who work for it. I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> You're an archaeologist. Yeah, I'm for my day job. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm an Your day job is like to cook. okay, okay. So, like, you go on digs. Yes, I go on digs. What do you, what's the coolest thing you ever dug up? I don't know. Uh, two Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletons fighting each other. They were fight. They were like fighting. <laughs> they died when the was, Ice Age hit. I was by the Labria, the Bria tar pits. Oh, and they both got. They were fighting. They struggled into the pits, and we found them locked in combat. Oh my god! We were, you know, we were ex- excavating, which is, you know, very exciting. Uh, Violence experience. to the end. And, uh, you know, we were like, well, we found a T-Rex bone, but then we found another T-Rex bone, like, inside of that T-Rex. But we're like, this is clearly from another T-Rex. This doesn't make sense. We started to dig a little bit. Okay, well, that's that's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I hate it here. Sorry. Am I still hosting a show? Yeah, I guess you are. I was having a beautiful dream about my home planet, Ramolian. When will I go home? See my mother and father. Stay in their apartment with their new floral wallpaper. 904-351-0729 here on the Frank Zone. If you have questions or advice for me, Tim, do you have any questions for me about advice because listen, listeners have written stuff in yeah uh, Frank I, I have a couple questions that listeners have sent in alright hit um, me the first one it's really just a question for you uh, now that they're rebooting the Men in Black franchise with yes. Men in Black International it doesn't look like you're going to be in that movie how do you feel about them taking the franchise away from you uh, so this is the first I'm hearing about this uh, news um and it's a it's a deep cut. The trailer's I great. I gotta say, it looks incredible. Oh, really? Um, Liam Neeson's in it. Liam Neeson um, is in it instead of Frank. Thor's girlfriend is in it. Thor's gr- what? And uh, Chris uh, Hemsworth is in it. <sighs> so um, I don't know who's playing the the shriveling, uh, annoying dog in this movie, but 
Um, it doesn't look like it was you. I mean, I, I check your schedule pretty closely. It doesn't look like you're going to be appearing in that. You know, it, 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 again, it's the first time I'm hearing this, and uh, it is a deep cut. As you know, I call it the franchise, and it appears to no longer be. Well, I would say uh, my answer to this, uh, Tim, is uh, that this new movie probably isn't canon, uh, so they can do whatever the hell they want. Okay. The director insisted that it is canon. Oh, he did. He um, insisted. In fact, that it, that it takes place in the same universe and that any characters that uh, they'll probably be getting cameos from. Okay. Know, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith. Oh, you think? All the original is that, members is of that, Is that confirmed? They're all getting cameos? It sounds like they're, they're, they're teasing it. They're not going to come out and say it, but they said that the audience is definitely uh, well, Will, know, clamoring for that. Will has told me that he does not go anywhere I don't go. Okay? As far as Men in Black is concerned. And as far as his other franchises are concerned, I have it in writing from Will Smith that if they do another Hancock, I'm going to be in Hancock. I'm going to have a little part in Hancock. Just be like, hey, Hancock, what's shaking bacon? As much as I despise you and despise working here, I have to see that you were scene stealing in focus. What? Margot Robbie movie. Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, focus. I wasn't focus. I was the one who said, hey. Read, uh, read all those letters on the wall there. Oh, you can't. Your eyes aren't good. You need glasses. It's a big moment for Will's character. Yeah. And then he gets glasses, and then he can see that Margot Robbie's beautiful. That's what happens in Focus, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, we have other questions from the audience. Yeah, I got uh, Okay, I'm pulling some up here, too. I've got one here. Um, this is from uh, Lloyd in Connecticut. Hi, Lloyd. Uh, I got my girlfriend of five years uh, tickets to a uh, NBA playoff game. Uh, right. She dumped me about a couple of weeks afterwards, uh, and now she wants to take the man she cheated on me with to the NBA playoff game uh, with my tickets. Uh, what do I do? Do I have the right to keep those tickets? Do I have to give them to her? They were a gift, uh, but obviously we've drifted apart now. Uh, big fan of the show, uh, Frank. Uh, thank you, Lloyd, for that question. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I would say, uh, um, do you want to preserve some kind of amicability with this woman? Because if so, you should let her have the tickets. Sounds if, like she cheated on him. <laughs> I say let her have him. You need to be the bigger man. When you go low, when they go low, you give tickets. I say it on this show all every week. When they go low, you give tickets. If Hillary Clinton had given Donald Trump tickets to like a Mets game, but like they were pretty good. Right. I bet she would be the president today. Or if she'd been compelling in any way. Yeah. <laughs> 904-351-0729 if you have questions. I would like to bring one up. I got this question from Alton. In Olympia, Washington. Hello, Alton. Alton says, Dear Frank, it is an honor to be speaking with you, even in uh, email form. Thank you, Alton. That's very kind of you to say, and it's very good of me to read on the air. Very generous of me to read on the air. He says, How, how do I manage stress? I've recently started a new job as the bus coordinator for a school. If a bus driver's sick, I gotta find a sub right away. I have to get up first thing in the morning. 
and my day is immediately stressful. How do I manage that stress? Yours, Alton, in Olympia, Washington. Thank you, Alton, for that question. I have two dynamite tips for managing stress. Number one, exercise. Get out there. Get out there, Alton. Working out regularly is one of the best ways to relax your body and mind. Plus, it is proven that exercise will improve your mood, but you have to do it often for it to pay off. So how much should you exercise every week? Well, at a minimum, three to five times a week for 30 minutes each. A little better than that is, say, like two and a half hours of moderately intense exercise, like brisk walks. But the best exercise plan per week is to add 75 minutes of a vigorous exercise, like swimming, jogging, or other sports that get your heart rate up. And make sure you focus on setting fitness goals so you don't give up. Most of all, remember that doing any exercise is better than none at all. So you don't have to start super intense. You'll get burned out. Add some exercise to your day. Also, <laughs> meditate. Alton, you must meditate. According to a 2008 study, by the American Psychological Association working with a field of 139 adults half of whom were randomly assigned to begin a practice of loving kindness meditation <coughs> results showed that this meditation practice produced increases over time in daily experiences of positive emotions which in turn produced increases in a wide range of personal resources such as increased mindfulness purpose in life, social support, and decreased illness symptoms. Alton, exercise, meditate, find some time for both. Thank you for that question. Tim? I've taken up MMA fighting. MMA day. fighting, that's cool. Yeah, I just need some little bit of exercise. I mean, most of my stress comes from working here. Sure. Uh, so I actually find my day job of being an archaeologist very relaxing okay. uh, in comparison. Um, but there's still some pent-up rage that comes with uh, being around you for so long. That's and, a lot of people. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who have paid their dues, and that's what they think. That's they that, think the rage. And it's. I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's completely normal. I'll tell you what the, the sport, rage you feel is the, completely normal. Just you shut need, up. You need a way to. You, <sighs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just the fine. No, but go on. I gotta, Oh. I'll tell you I'm what, giving you, you space When you draw the blood of another person Onto your fists And you're picturing your boss It is the most satisfying and relaxing thing You can possibly possibly do I'd recommend that Wow Tim I hope that your boss at the archaeological dig site Isn't listening Because that's a mean thing to say about him They just want to beat him to death With your fists Beat him to a pulp I haven't beaten anyone to a pulp in years. Again, I am an alien in the shape of a pug dog here on Earth. I have no fists, but what I do have is charm. And I would trade charm for fists most of the time. The Frank Zone. I have found that charm isn't the best way to get your rage out. I'll just turn on the charm once I leave here. I just go to the gym... Yeah. I square up with uh, Juan, my sparring partner, and I 
I let him have it. Juan? Juan. Your sparring partner. He sounds cool. He's a pretty cool guy, yeah. He's a, uh, he's a, um, I don't know, I forget what you call it, but he psychoanalyzes uh, uh, sociopaths and serial killers. Oh, sure. Wait, okay. And he teaches MMA fighting? No, he's my sparring partner. We're both in class together. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Gotcha, gotcha. So you you go, what, once a week? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good regimen. What do you do on the uh, other days? Good. I mean, I go into other. I go on other days. Okay, you go like, you go like five times a week. I go like three times a week, and okay. then I have, um, I have guitar lessons. Okay, uh, once a week. Oh, uh, I practice every day. Nice. Uh, and then the band gets together on Thursdays. You've got a band downtown. Yeah, I've got a band. I bet they suck dick. Oh man. What do you do? Uh, I just keep thinking about how good my cooking show is going to be. When everyone gets to listen to me making pa- making pancakes for everybody. What kind of music does your band play? What do we play? Elevator music. As you're all a bunch of boring, dumb shits. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming to the show. We play... What are you called? What's your name? What's the band's we name? We play heavy metal covers of pop songs. Okay. And we're called uh, Hotline... <laughs> um... Hey everybody! Thanks for coming to the show. We're Hotline Blue. Uh, well, you scream it. It's like scream out at the end. Uh, I hope you all know that there's coffee in the back for free because you're gonna need to, you're gonna need it to stay awake for our set. We have pyrotechnics. There's and- coffee and Red Bull. You're gonna need it. We included it in the ticket price, which we- you cannot get back. We have mosh pits and. It's a pretty wild time. I'm not gonna. But for those of you who do gonna... need to, who do need to sleep, we have cots set up here in front of the stage, at the very front. Chevy Chase was at our last show. Chevy Chase. He's cool. He seems chill. It's kind of an ass. Oh, oh, really? I haven't heard that. Of course, I've heard it. I'm up on all the goss. I'm Frank the Bug. Oh, man. 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729. If you have some advice uh, you'd like to ask Tim and I here on the Frank Zone. I have some more listener questions. Okay, okay, yeah. Let's hear some of yours. I got some, too. Um, So uh, this is from Sarah uh, in Brooklyn. Hi, Sarah in Brooklyn. Hi, Sarah. Uh, I just moved into an apartment. It's a little smaller than my previous apartment, uh, but I wanted to try and make the space feel big and uh, and homey uh, for myself and my uh, partner. Uh, how would you recommend making a small space feel larger than it really is? Uh, big fan of the show, Sarah. Uh, Sarah, thank you for this question. That's a terrific question. First of all, here's what you do. You have to reduce clutter. Clutter is the enemy of small apartments. What you're going to do, because you live in Brooklyn, I can give you a local a local solution. You're going to march your ass. You're going to march your ass down to the container store. You're going to get a bunch of wicker baskets that are all the same size that fit conveniently into like a bookshelf, like a tall bookshelf. You're going to take a bunch of your stuff. You're going to throw them in those baskets. That's going to free up a lot of your space. 
Thank you for that question, Sarah. The container store. Get it. Get in. Get out. That's their slogan. The container store. Get it. Get in. Get out. It also applies to me in the bedroom. <laughs> Why? I've been <laughs> I've been watching uh, Marie Kondo's um, uh, tidying up documentary on Netflix. Oh yes, and uh, she really talks about you know kind of as you're cleaning up, sorting through your items, you pick each one up and you say, "Does this bring me joy?" Yeah, I've um, heard about this. And if it doesn't bring you joy, maybe it will ultimately lead to something that would bring you joy, like your own cooking show on this radio station. Yes. So that's something to think about. I want you to know, Tim, I have a lot of pull around here, Radio Free Brooklyn, and I'm going to pass your name along to the higher ups. For real? If you give me $100. I'll do it for $100, which I know is a lot for you, right? It's really not that much. I mean, if it's just $100, I could yeah, do yeah. that for sure. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, on principle, I feel bad bribing my way into this. I'd like to earn on my own merits, which I think you, I have. Is that, is that what, you, is that what the, being an archaeologist is? Is that digging up, you dig up old money, dig up gold coins? You're just following a rainbow around, trying to find a pot of gold? Well, I'm not, not proud to admit it, but I have inherited a lot of money from my parents. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it gives me any more value than anybody else, but as far as, you know... Living the day-to-day, I definitely live a little bit... Um, uh, you think that would make you a little more well-connected so you don't have to pay so many dues. This is the thing. This is a system that I enjoy, that I think is very good and right in the world, is that if you are rich, the idea of paying dues does not apply to you at all. You just don't have to do it. You have all this money that you could pay the dues with, but instead you use it on yourself. Well, honestly, Colby, uh, I would never say this to his face, but I respect the hell out of him. Who? He's a good friend of mine, Colby Smith. Oh, yeah. Who also has a radio show here. Oh, I know him, yeah. And, he's out uh, in L.A. still. Yeah, he's in L.A. Um, I'm going to head out uh, immediately after this. Should be there by next Sunday. Nice. And um, I I really just wanted to do what he did. Yeah. And I would never say this to his face, uh, but I, I respect the hell out of that guy. Oh, my And God. I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And money can't buy you respect. You, respect still needs to be earned. So I, I put aside money and all of that and swallowed my pride and was like, how do I get help here? And he said, you should be a producer. I was assigned to this show, and uh, I think I'm just going to double down and, and stick to my guns until it pays off. You're pathetic. You know that? <laughs> That's the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. That's so sad. That's the sad... I haven't seen my home planet in 200 years. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Let me tell you... Let me give you some advice. Tim, is it? You know it's Tim. You know it's Tim. Here's, Why did you hurt here, me? Get rid of your hero worship right now. I don't care how much you love this guy. You, I don't care how much you respect him and you just think about ways you could be him and all that stuff. Heroes are always going to let you down. You need to be your own hero. And you know who said that? Matthew McConaughey. In his Oscar acceptance speech. That is the smartest thing anyone's ever said. He said, my hero is me in 10 years. You remember that? I do. That was great. I love that. That's the smartest thing. Because that guy's never going to let you down. He doesn't exist. It's nice when the Oscar goes to the right person, isn't it? It is, yeah. He deserved it that year. Yeah. You know who else deserved it? Who? Rami Malek! How did he do that? He looks so much like Freddie Mercury. 
How did he make his? How did he make himself look like that? Because they're both brunettes, and he messed with his teeth. That is, ah, oh, that is phenomenal acting. Think Freddie about this. He's a pretty normal looking guy aside Think about from his this. voice. Think about that. How do, you have this man who is not Freddie Mercury, and in this movie he becomes Freddie Mercury. My God, it's unbelievable. That's so good. I mean, a big controversy was that he, he lip-synced all the songs. Uh, he wasn't actually singing the Queen song, so do you oh. think that takes away from his performance? Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Let's take this guy's Oscar away and give it to Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke wasn't even nominated. No. He should have been, though. You gotta go, go see First Reform! With my boy, Paul Schrader! Good stuff. All right, I'm getting. I'm seeing another question. By the way, 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729. This comes from uh, Alexandria in San Clemente, California. She writes, Dear Frank, huge fan. You're my hero. Okay, again, enough with the hero worship on this, okay? I don't like that. That's unhealthy. It's unhealthy way to think. She writes, I'm a freelancer, and I need to start saving for retirement. I get too caught up in saving just for taxes the following year and have not made enough of a push to set myself up for retirement later. How do I, as a self-employed person, begin to save for retirement? Any advice you have would be great. Thanks, Alexandria. Thank you for that question, Alexandria. I'm here to drop a bombshell on you dumb shits. And say, self-employed people, actually, it could be argued, and I'm arguing it now, have more and better options for retirement accounts than full-time W-2 employees at a big corporation. Oddly enough, you get more control and higher contribution limits, and you can even make your own 401k. You could do a simple IRA instead, depending on your personal investment tastes and the state of the market at the time. But the thing to keep in mind is... You have to do it yourself. You are your own employer. You control your destiny. All it takes is a simple visit to a bank or a financial advisor for a free consultation at a lot of banks to set up this kind of thing. And then you contribute to it over time in any amount you want. We've got a call on the line here on the Frank Zone, the No Holds Barred Advice Show. All with right, me I'll, and Tim Keck. I'll patch him in. Thank you. Carla, you're on the air with me, Frank and Tim. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi, Frank. I'm, I'm a big fan. I don't know this Tim guy too well, uh, but I'm a big fan of you. Uh, he's a Great dumb piece of shit in. I hate. I'm I'm really not. You know, I kind of, I don't want to say I get that vibe, but I could get how someone would get that vibe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Oh. Okay, so right. who's calling? I'm a taxi driver here in New York. What's that? Who's calling? What's your name, son? Uh, my name is Derek, the taxi driver. Derek, the taxi driver. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So I'm Derek, the taxi driver. I drive a taxi in New York City. Yeah, no uh, shit. I'm constantly on the go here, as you would know, uh. from the taxis. And uh, my problem is, I always every time I get a coffee, drink a lot of coffee, it's always too hot. I always drink it right away. I burn my tongue. I've done all kinds of things to stop from doing that, but I can't stop uh-huh. from doing it. You got to help me here, Frank. 
maybe Tim, if you have thoughts. Let me ask you this question as a follow-up. What kind of top do you get on the coffee? Is it the one where the little drink hole is like raised up a little bit? Or is it the one where you have to pull back a tab and drink right from the edge of the cup? It comes with the the one where you pull up the tab yeah. and you can tuck it into the back. But because I'm constantly on the go, I don't always have time to look at where the tab is. So I take the top off. No top. Topless. Oh, yeah. Joe. Topless Joe. Do you? Let me ask you this. Would you ever consider iced coffee? Cold brew. No, I would not consider that. You wouldn't consider that's how I feel. My cousin my cousin used to drink iced coffee. Oh yeah. And he was a terrible person. Yeah. So therefore anyone who drinks iced coffee is bad. The rule of the taxi driver is observe and recall what you observed and don't do the observations that don't work out well. So <laughs> I- I've seen that all of that. To him. I've seen all of that text like printed on the side of taxi cabs here lately. Like you know oh, how yes. police cars have like what what what's the thing they say on police cars? Observe and report. Uh, halt. Protect and serve. Protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen all Observe that text. And report is um. It's a I movie, right? A movie. It, yeah, I think yeah. it's a movie with Kevin James. That might, or is that the Seth Rogen one? Oh, you're right. It is Seth Rogen. The Green Hornet. It's a 2009 black comedy film. Oh, yeah. I'll put that on the back of the cab for uh, if I ever get Seth Rogen in the car. <laughs> you know what I started doing with what my, my okay. hot coffee? All right. Tim's got some advice. Is, is so... Hold on. I'm turning Here his mic go. off. All right. So you say... Tim's that, mic is uh, off. You know how, like... Yeah, Guy can't give advice. Every day. You're like, I would love a cup of coffee at nine o'clock. All right. It's so back. what you got to do is you just got to make sure that, you know, at uh, you, you get the coffee now at 845 instead of nine o'clock. That way it's in your car. It's cooling off. And by the time you want it, it's already been been, uh, you know, closer to room temperature there. Yeah. Just got to pour yourself a cool. cup of coffee a little bit before you want to drink it. Well, you're in the you're in the taxi. So just you, you get the you, you know, when do you normally get coffee? Nine o'clock. Get there at eight forty-five. Get that coffee. Wait fifteen minutes, and then give it a sip. Let it sit. Let it sit. Let it sit. You know, I gotta say, I hate that more than anything in oh, the yeah. world. But I'll, I'll, I'll have to give it a try. Okay. I have another. I have one more advice question. All right. I have huge hemorrhoids on my ass from being from sitting uh-huh. in my. I have a weird taxi seat. Okay. Any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, there's very easy medicine. Preparation H. Just get Preparation H. Okay, that's what I thought. I fi- that's what I thought. I mean, that's what Google said, so that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I believe did, you can did, also uh, drain them. Yeah, you can drain your hemorrhoids. I mean, I did not finish medical school. I didn't finish it, but that I do right. know is that that will work. Okay, okay, or drain them. Yeah. If you're, if you're in the field, uh, you could heat up a knife blade. <laughs> no, go on. This I would like to hear. And then you, uh, I'd get recommend getting some, <laughs> something to bite down on. And um, sorry, I'm just thinking about, about it, it, going back to that. But you know, in the field, if you're in a in a country, you don't have medical access. You could actually have a friend um, hold you down and lance uh, the hemorrhoids right off you with the uh, with the with the hot knife blade. 
You have a friend you trust with a knife? Uh, I do. Okay. I have a guy who always rides in the back of the taxi. He's not a passenger, but he's just always, <laughs> he's always back there. <laughs> yeah, it's good for business. It's like when you see a restaurant that has a few, you know, an empty restaurant, you're kind of like, what's going on in there? But a restaurant with some people, you're more likely to go in. So I, I apply the same principle to my taxi. Yeah, the same thing does. You know, how is your taxi every time? Doing? Every time I need it, you're right. Every time I need a taxi and an empty one goes by, I was like, ah, you can't fool me, buddy. There's something yeah, fucked like, up going on in that taxi. taxi. Something's happening. Probably but farts. Probably just ripped a big already, fart. Yeah, they get. It's more friendly. Yeah, I like my taxi cabs to be a party. You know, they say. Hey. I heard on Bill Simmons that three people is the ideal number for a good conversation. So if there is another person yep. in the back, that's like probably going to lead to some uh, some uh, dialogue gold. The things that I've heard in that taxi just by having my friend be in there constantly. Yeah, uh, it's really opened up doors. You know, you you open up doors. I I guess literally in your case, right? Uh, yes, that as well. Yes. Okay, Derek. Uh, hey, thank you. I got to You know what? I actually got a, I'm picking up a fare right now. Oh yeah. Um, I've been driving and talking on my phone this whole time. That's, so, that's all right. Uh, that's, that's normal. That's what you got. That's what you do. Oh, you should see what I do. You don't know. About what what, is that, what do. does that mean? Oh, you should see what I do. What? You, these pants that <laughs> I wear. Don't say it again. What is, what does it mean? You don't know what I do in my taxi cab. It's, uh, uh, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll be naked sometimes driving around for sure. That's, I'll leave it at that. But you guys get back to it. Um, I'm going to get preparation H, uh, preparation ASAP is what I'll call it because I'm getting it right now. I'm, I'm going to pull into the CVS real quick. All right, Derek. Go with God. Okay. Bye bye. I love you guys more than, uh, most. Okay, bye. Hey, Derek, please, I insist again, folks, I am not your hero. I am just an alien in the shape of a pug dog trying to survive here on Earth. My name's Frank. You know me from the Men in Black franchise, and this is my show, The Frank Zone, the no-holds-barred advice show. So call in, just like Derek, if you have a question at 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. I have a, um, I do have another uh, fan question. All right, let's hear it. Um, That's Tim, my producer, who sucks. So, um, Tyler in New Hampshire uh, wants to know if his neighbor is an alien. Oh. Uh, she looks like a very old lady, but she doesn't walk like an old lady. She, he said, does her posture is that of a much younger, uh, spire, almost robotic uh, person? He can also see her at night gardening, and sometimes. Uh, he thinks that she puts little pieces of dirt in her mouth. Uh, he wants to know if she's an alien, potentially. Uh, maybe what what kind? Does he say what her name is? Uh, does he say her name? No, because he's not if her name. it's a rule established in the Men in Black universe that all aliens know all other aliens who are on Earth, he doesn't say what her name is. I mean, it's an old woman in New Hampshire. Where and he's from, from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Ah, uh, yes, that is uh, that's Vivian. That's Vivian. You know this person. Yes. She's from, get this, Neptune. She's from Neptune. Really? Yeah. 
There's a, a very small alien population on Neptune, and they've been coming to Earth for years! Disguised as old ladies. This leads me to, you know, I wasn't going to do this, but I'll do it anyway. The segment we do on this show called Ding Dong, There's an Alien at Your Door. This is where I tell you who is actually an alien, who you might know. So the, about the Neptune people, though, real quick. They all come back and they're all old ladies. Yeah, they all they all take the form of old ladies. Are they ever like a family? Like, do you ever see like, you know, like an older old, like two parents, old ladies? Yeah. With like a, a child, a couple children, yes. old ladies. Yeah, the, the two ladies in uh, uh, Grey Gardens were, ali- were aliens from Neptune. Huh. Uh, not that they had a child. I think they were sisters. I think it was like a sister and maybe a mother. Yeah, yeah. A mother and her daughters? Yeah, maybe. I, it's been a while since I've seen that. They were all old ladies, yeah, and they were family. Yeah. Yeah, family of old ladies. Interesting. Here's another one. Ruth Bader Ginsburg! Alien from Neptune. I knew it. Did you? I knew it. You knew it. I knew there was something off about her. There was something about her that I just didn't like, Uh huh. and I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. I thought it was her policy, <laughs> but now I'm realizing that it's because she was an alien. All right, you're dropping all these hints about what your politics are, and <laughs> I think we should not explore them. <laughs> just the neocon archaeological <laughs> archaeologist. I'm an interesting guy. Who moonlights as a radio producer, hoping to get his own cooking television show. I just want to make sure I've got all the details of your life correct. That's all correct? I mean, it's all correct, yeah. All you, right. don't, you don't really seem to care about my life. Right. You're just waking up, reading Tom Friedman columns, dusting off dinosaur bones, and doing some fun home recipes. I like this is. I gotta say, you. This is. This is a pretty full picture of a person that you've painted. You've got a lot going on. There's a lot to explore. Oh, try! I'm glad I'm giving you a lot, Frank. You really, you really are. Really giving me so much. You know, we've only got a couple minutes left in the show, uh, and I think we we doled out some uh, some really good advice here. Uh, So. I want to I want to conclude uh, by saying, Tim, uh, um, I have I've, I've given you a lot of uh, uh, gunk today. Just today, I've worked for you for years, and this you're right. I mean, this is our uh, this is our uh, uh, thing. I treat you like this all the time, but so nice. but uh, um, the thing I would say to you is um, that I am going to pass your name along, and uh, I will see you about getting the cooking show going. For uh, real, at least as like a pilot. Uh, I mean, I mean, all I want is an opportunity yeah. just to be treated. You know, just I just need the shot. You yeah, know? you might have to postpone your trip to LA for it, but um, postpone my LA trip. Yeah, but, but you might have to postpone. I mean, when would we be doing the cooking show? Well, but soon, like an indefinite soon, or like a soon. Sip? I don't want to put a date on it. I would love it if you could put. A I date would. On I it. would actually love if you could just wait around. If you would just cancel your life and just be available for whenever I need you. I, I don't know. I have a Bible study today. You have a Bible? What is going on with you? I, I swear to, to God. I don't, I don't have anyone to fill in for me. So All right, look. This I is, have a lot of responsibility. This has been the Frank Zone. We're, we're going to get to the bottom of whatever's going on with this guy uh, uh, off the air. 
Uh, but I want to thank everybody. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. This has been a really fun, uh, really fun morning. I think we've given some great advice. Thanks to everybody who called and wrote in. Uh, but now, Tim, there's one more thing that we, you and I have to do, and it would not be the Frank Zone if we didn't do this. First time was afraid. I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. I grew strong. I learned how to carry on. And so you're back from outer space. I'm just going to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed my stupid lock. I should have made you leave your key. If I knowed for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Go on now, go. Walk out the door. Let's turn around now, cause you're not welcome anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? You think I'd crumble? You think I'd lay down and die? No, not I. I will survive. Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. I've got all my life to live. I've got all my love to give. I'll survive. I will survive. I will survive. I will survive. Hey, hey. Nights just feeling sorry for myself. I used to cry. But now I hold my head up high and you see me. Somebody new. I'm not that chained up little person still in love with you. And so you felt like dropping in and just expect me to be free. I'm saying all my love for someone who's loving me. Now go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now. Cause you're not welcome anymore You were the one who tried to hurt me with your eyes We got wrong We got laid down and die Oh no, not I I will survive For as long as I know how to love I know I'll stay alive I've got all my life to live I've got all my love to give I'll survive I will survive Hey, hey Young Persons Radio, Radio Free Brooklyn. This has been the Frank Zone. Just turn around now. With Tim Keck and me, Frank the Pug. Stick around for two thumbs undecided coming up now. Sing it, Hotline Blur. As long as I know how to, I know I'll stay alive.